Welcome to Quantitative Health with your host, Paul Kilgore. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Paul Kilgore, and back with you on Quantitative Health. And I hope you're doing great. And today, what I'd like to do is address a very timely topic. And we're here in June. Warm weather is here. Uh, the heat is really out there in many locations. And we also start to come into hurricane season in many parts of the country. So very important topic today is something that you've seen in the news possibly lately, and that is the topic of flesh-eating bacteria. Yep, we're going to talk about what that is and what you can do to prevent it and how you can deal with it if you think you may have it. Okay, so flesh-eating bacteria has another long medical name I'm going to pronounce and I won't spell it for you, but I'll put it out in the uh, website so you can see it. It's necrotizing fasciitis. Necrotizing fasciitis. This is a flesh-eating bacteria disease. And flesh-eating bacteria are really bacteria that are common in exposures to water. And so when we think about warm weather, we think about going fishing, swimming. We think about being in a hot tub even or a spa. And so it's very important to know a couple of key things about flesh-eating bacteria. Number one, the most common cause of this flesh-eating bacteria disease so far in the United States is group A strep. And if you want to talk with a doctor about that, you can just use the word strep, S-T-R-E-P, and they will know what you're talking about. So the specific bacteria has the name group A strep. Now, this is monitored by the U.S. CDC in Atlanta throughout the country, and it's not the only bacteria that actually causes flesh-eating bacteria disease. There's another one I'll mention here and talk about a little bit later, Vibrio vulnificus. Vibrio vulnificus. And that's a bacteria that's found in brackish or partially salt water, and it's something that is very important, particularly in the southern states in the United States. Okay, so now what I wanted to do is talk a little bit about what we know about group A strep infections. So first, the typical way that people will get exposed or acquire this infection is by having an open cut, an open scrape. Possibly they're burned, or they may even get an insect bite, or they have a puncture wound from a needle or IV drug use and or they have a surgical wound that's open and then they get exposed to the bacteria when water, contaminated water, enters the wound. Okay, so that word that I mentioned before, necrotizing, necrotizing is a very long word, medical term that means death of tissue. In other words, when you get this bacteria infection, the tissue where the bacteria is actually active and copying itself and, and causing disease actually dies. The tissue itself dies. So that's one of the reasons why early treatment, really prompt treatment is very, very important with this infection. Now, the other reason why this infection is so important is that it comes on quickly. Now, when it comes on, you start to see redness and swelling in the area where the initial infection occurred. So where that wound occurs or where the puncture in the skin is located, that's where the bacteria enter and they set up shop there and start to spread from that wound that's infected initially. Now, the early symptoms can actually be, uh, and not only including the redness of the local area where the puncture or um, open wound is, um, but we start to see swelling. So you actually see the tissue 
the the arm or the leg or the skin area actually enlarge, okay? Now, when you get that enlargement and you get that redness and you start to get what we call inflammation, you're going to possibly experience severe pain. And not only are you uh, seeing pain in that location where the infection occurs, but you're actually getting pain um, beyond the area where the initial infection occurred. And that is an indication that the infection is spreading. And it can spread very rapidly within hours, okay, minutes to hours. So that's why if you are out and about or you're um, away from medical care, it's important always to have a first aid kit. And one of the key principles that you want to remember, if you get a cut and then water enters that wound, and no matter where you are actually, if you get a cut or a burn or some other scrape on the skin, make sure you wash that area with soap and water thoroughly as soon as possible. Very, very important. Soap and water, basic hygiene, but it's also basic first aid in the case of having a a wound infection like uh, potentially an infection with strep A, group A strep. Okay? Now, it's also important to recognize that the group A strep infection can spread to your blood. In other words, the bacteria move from the skin, from the, we call that soft tissue. That's the layers of skin and tissue below your skin that you can see, okay? Once the bacteria enter that soft tissue and it has a chance to keep spreading without treatment, that bacteria can actually get into your blood. It gets into the bloodstream, and when that happens, we really start to worry because that's what we call bloodstream infection, okay? And that can progress to spread throughout the body, affecting many organs, for example, the liver, kidneys, and others, and it causes a syndrome that we call sepsis or septicemia, sepsis, S-E-P-S-I-S. That means that you have infection spreading throughout the body, through the blood, and then we really have a big problem. And the reason it's a problem is that when we go to treat people that have this infection that's spreading throughout the body, of course, we're going to put antibiotics um, into the bloodstream, and that's given by vein. So that's very, very uh, quick treatment, getting antibiotics into the body as quickly as possible to treat the infection. And we want to try to stop the infection to kill the bacteria as quickly as possible because the more that the bacteria spread, the more of a problem you have. And it's very difficult to treat patients once they have this infection. In fact, about one out of every three patients will die with the flesh-eating bacteria, uh, group A strep infection. So that's very important to have early recognition. And if you're out away from healthcare, first aid is key. Get that Um, happening right away. And then as soon as possible afterward, even though you don't see redness or swelling or pain, it's important to make sure that you get into a doctor or clinic as quickly as possible. Because by the time you travel from wherever you are into an emergency center or healthcare facility, you could actually have a rip-roaring infection. And that's going to be a big problem later on if it's not treated. Okay? The other thing to keep in mind is that when you have this infection, group A strep or what we call necrotizing fasciitis, the flesh-eating bacteria, you have to be worried if you're talking about someone who gets this infection and they also have diabetes or they have kidney disease or they even have liver disease. And sometimes we call that cirrhosis of the liver, okay? can be due to many different causes and also cancer. 
So people who have underlying conditions that put them at higher risk for more severe disease because they may be immunocompromised or they may be weak to begin with, that's going to cause a big problem if they get an infection with group A strep. Okay. Now, uh, the good news is that the bacteria itself, when we talk about the bacteria group A strep, it's generally rarely transmitted from one person to another, okay? So the usual way that people get this bacteria is by being exposed to water when they have an open wound of any type, okay? So that's very important. The other way that people can get exposed to the bacteria, I mentioned earlier, is hot tubs, swimming pools, and being swimming in a lake, a river, or even in the ocean, okay? Currently, um, we really don't have any great way to prevent this infection other than staying away from the water if you have this open wound. And there's no vaccine for this disease right now. So the key is really avoidance of the exposure to water if you have any kind of open wound or sore where the skin itself is not intact. In other words, there's a breakdown in the skin of any type. It could be a burn, a puncture wound, or a cut of any type. Okay? So now... The other thing I want to mention, very, very important in this season, is the fact that we have this other bacteria out there called Vibrio vulnificus. And if you go into the reports, for example, you look at Google and other news reports, you will see from time to time reports of people acquiring this infection. And Vibrio vulnificus is another bacteria. It's different from group A strep that I mentioned before, the strep bacteria. And sometimes you may hear this illness called vibriosis, okay? Now, bacteria like Vibrio can live in coastal waters. In general, they like warmer temperatures, and so we start to really see more cases of vibriosis or infection with Vibrio vulnificus from May through October. And this is when not only ocean temperatures are warmer, but the coastal temperatures are warmer, and we start to see problems with exposure to flood water, okay? So in the case of a storm surge, for example, during a hurricane, when you see three, four, five feet of water in a street, and then you see people walking through it, there is potential for exposure to these bacteria. And that's the reason why if you are in an environment like that or in a flood zone, very important not to be walking or putting limbs or skin that's broken down with a cut, a wound, a puncture, a burn in contact with water like that, okay? And the reason for that is that we don't know if the bacteria are there or not. Better to be safe. Make sure you don't get exposed to it. So don't expose your skin to it uh, if at all possible. Okay. Now, it's also important to note that people who are consuming raw or undercooked oysters or other shellfish or the juices from these uh, animals can actually be exposed to Vibrio vulnificus, okay? And it's very important to recognize that Vibrio vulnificus can cause infection through direct contact with your skin. For example, I mentioned with the group A strep, you have that wound infection or you have a puncture wound. You can also get entry of the Vibrio bacteria into a wound just like group A strep enters, okay? And so when you have that exposure, you start to see illness, the flesh-eating bacteria. Again, you see the same pattern. You see the redness initially where the bacteria enter and start to set up that infection in the wound, okay? And then you start to see the swelling at the site where the wound um, is actually initially infected, okay? And then it can actually spread just like group A strep to 
other parts of that limb where the initial infection occurred. So there could be an arm, a leg, or a foot, or a hand. And then if the bacteria spread, I mentioned before, like with group A strep, it, the vibrio can actually enter into the blood, and you can get this bloodstream infection causing not only severe systemic signs that we consider important, like fever, malaise, even low blood pressure, um, but it can actually cause organ damage if the bacteria are uh, spreading and the infection is untreated, okay? So very important to recognize that there are multiple, multiple bacteria that can cause flesh-eating disease, okay? Now, the flesh-eating disease is important because not only is it rapidly moving once it's exposed or into the body, but it's important to recognize that it needs to be treated very promptly, okay? So if you see anything like that or you think you may be exposed, don't wait. Make sure you do the first aid, that is the soap and water, disinfect the wound, uh, and if you're away or you're out in the woods or out on the beach or out in a boat, make sure you get prompt first aid treatment there with what you can uh, and what you, with what you have available, okay? Clean that wound and make sure that you get into a healthcare provider, see a doctor, go to the emergency room as quickly as possible to make sure that that infection is treated appropriately and that you get the best treatment, including uh, possibly antibiotics at that evaluation, okay? So uh, I'll stop there. Please write me if you have any questions about flesh-eating bacteria. Love to talk with you more about it. Thanks very much. Bye.